This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate, Prostaskius, Leroy, Josh, Tiana, Fallon Gore, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Buyag, Starry, Red Dead Coquette, Logan, Punch and Potato, and Jen Solo. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to another cinematic episode of Inspiration Point. I am Bane. <laughs> And I'm Mr. J. <laughs> oh, oh, great. I'm so happy you're here. You're definitely not the worst person ever. I I love working with you. You're, you're great. I'm just going to go over here to the espresso machine that I hope I don't break again. They got very angry at me last time here at the... Legion Nobody cares, Bane. Just get on with it. Ah, uh, uh, you're so mean all the time. I just try to. I'm just trying to make coffee. It's hard with these big hands. I can't. It's it's a it's like a disability. You're insensitive. You would think that you. I'm oh, just why leaving. don't you just go blow something up? Oh, I've got real women work to do. Blowing up stuff is real villain work. It's like the quintessential villain work. Do not disparage blowing things up. I I am your reckoning. I will be explosion reckoning. Goodbye, Bane. Oh, I, uh, I just I'll deal with you later. <laughs> so that happened. I love Bane. He's the best. Oh, uh, I really. Oh. In, so this obviously was you know from Harley Quinn. Um, and, uh, I love that show too. That show is fantastic. It's so, it's so fun. By the way, for anyone who, uh, had the misfortune of this being their first episode listening, I'm actually Andrew <laughs> and I'm, Adam. and that's Adam. That's yeah. Right. Uh, we, we here at inspiration point, enjoy our intro shenanigans. Um, sometimes maybe too much, but it's our show. So we do what we want. Yada, the, yada, yada, yeah. you know. If you would like so, your voice heard and to cut down on our shenanigans, please donate to patreon.com slash inspiration point and make your voice heard. Make your make make us and well, nothing make your name heard. Nothing <laughs> speaks louder than money. That old green. And I for I mean, one that, can definitely be bought. Yeah. I'm not a I don't think either of us are above that. I can't afford uh, scruples. <laughs> yeah you know wouldn't that be nice well that'd be nice that sounds like a luxury item it really it really does i yeah. could go get a get myself a scruple or two yeah it all sc- scrupled scrupled's a funny word the more you say it it, it, scruple, it was scruple, the scruple. It, it was the second choice uh but they ultimately went with pringles um mm. but you know if you think about the shape of those and then you think of the word scruple like it really fits it really does I remember uh it's like a scoop I remember, chip. There was there was a comedian back in the day. Unfortunately, he passed away some time ago, but his name was Mitch Hedberg. 
and he had this great bit like his whole thing was all one-liners and one of his jokes was that uh basically the pringles company their original intent was to make tennis balls but on the opening on the opening day they just got a shipment of potatoes instead so they're like screw it let's just make it work (laughs) yeah yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> so uh, sit back and relax with a can of scruples and listen to mm. this episode mm. of Inspiration Point. Uh, it feels like those should be like scruples would be a sweet thing versus a salty thing, though. No ice cream flavored chips. You know, they already have the Jimmy Fallon uh, Ben and Jerry that has uh Chocolate covered potato chip pieces, they do go together. Oh, yeah. They Chocolate abs- covered potato chips are are freaking terrific. Yeah, man. First time I had those was when I moved out here to California. Uh the local candy shop in Santa Cruz Marinis, they would hand make them. They'd get the nice. Oh, of course they would freaking kettle chips. Oh, dude. And they'd hand dip them. And oh my goodness. What uh I mean, the first time you hear about it, it's like, what? And then you try it and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, so good. And then I was so like, what? Who is, was who is like, your what? favorite dead comedian? That is the real question. Oh, man, I can't even. I mean, of course, you got like Carlin. Yeah, that makes know, sense. But that's late, like late. Great. Yeah. I mean, that's an easy pick, I guess. Mitch, Mitch Hedberg, though, he he is uh, he's a niche choice. He's very, very dry very just he he is all about those like goofy just one-liners and quick observations but he was <laughs> he was very funny very very funny how about yours uh well i really um some of them are like so recent i i almost don't want to say but uh my favorite all time is uh greg giraldo who wasn't necessarily the most famous uh but did he, he pass oh he passed a long time ago um oh it's been like I don't know, eight, nine years, something like that. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, he was definitely one of my favorite comedians. You know, we, he wasn't as big as Carlin or anything like that, but he was. Oh, I mean, few are. Uh, but I found his stuff to be uh, pretty, pretty side splitting and, uh, and and great. But um, I've also been binging a lot of Norm MacDonald videos lately. Um, mm, that he he was very that's very he, recent. what just last year right yeah yeah um oh man but i kind of feel like he would he wouldn't find me bringing that up in poor taste he would he would laugh at that i would i would like to think not that i knew I him, a lot just, of comedians probably would yeah probably and also honorable mention to uh the great gilbert Gottfried. i think that was like just last year oh my god yeah oh my god freed uh, that was also another podcast I really liked to to consume was uh, uh, Gottfried's uh, amazing colossal podcast, and uh, it was fantastic. I didn't he, realize that he had one. Oh That's yeah, awesome. oh yeah, oh yeah. Him, him, and Penn Gillette did a lot of stuff. Um, I, I've, I've, you know, I'm a big fan of of Penn, and oh yeah, and uh, you know, both of the shows were mostly like name dropping and sort of like sure. Hollywood you know, trivia type stuff. Um, So a lot of it I didn't get, but there were, there was enough of it that that would be enjoyable. And, you know, the few times we've done the, um, the, the interviews, we would do these big, long sort of over-exaggerated 
intros to like read the resume. Right. And that sure. was something that I stole from that show was uh, mm. Gilbert Gottfried's because he would always do a, a big, long intro, um, like really hamming up about how accomplished the, his guests were. And of course, the people that were on his show were like, you know, they actually have, accomplished <laughs> actually not to take anything away from the people we've interviewed. I, but oh, no, 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 no. I like, I'm giant, more, but, you know, just absolutely, you know, titans of their industry. Um, yeah. yeah. I was to be clear to anyone listening, I was more referring to us specifically right. as yeah. as individuals. The the people we've had on um were were generous enough to come down from and, and from we on are high and gracious with their their presence. Absolutely. Uh speaking of presence, uh I got a new game this week. And <gasps> uh I it, it's a card game that I had seen advertised many times on TikTok and I finally broke down and bought it because it, it definitely what is it? It's called Doomlings. Oh, I was just at the game store this weekend looking at games with with my son and well and I was thinking about it but I couldn't remember the name and I almost messaged you and mm. then I thought uh, my wife doesn't want me bringing home another another game. It's very small yet, though. Probably um, and also the, I think the kids can play it. It's very simple. Um, Where'd you pick it up? Oh, I ordered it off their website. Like I ordered it directly. Um, nice. so, so I got it in the mail a couple of days ago and I finally played I'm it today it down and, uh, it was really fun. You get to, um, put together, uh, like a creature made out of traits. It kind of feels like spore in that way. Yeah. And then you try to like survive to the end of the world. Well, nobody really survives, but like you, you basically earn points by creating themes and matching and stuff and stealing from each cool. other and fiddling with each other's traits. So, uh, nice. it was, it, it's very simple. Like I even had like my six year old sitting there playing with us and she was like, can you read this for me? And I was like, don't worry about it. Just pick your, d- pick the thing you like the best that looks cool. And she'd be like, okay, there you go. and then she'd slap it down, and it'd usually be pretty good anyway, you know? Nice. So she had a character that had, like, uh, fairy wings and, like, a mushroom hat, and it, like, had a rainbow unicorn horn, and it, like, was a dreamer or something. And I was like, wow, it's like she wrote it out of her head like i was gonna say uh that that fits <laughs> yeah yeah like a lot <laughs> yeah really uh fits her my my oldest ended up winning the game with like a legendary like the first card she plays is like this dominant trait called legendary and it's worth like a billion points oh, and uh, what? and then the next one she plays is another huge card it's like a carnosaur. So she basically was a legendary dinosaur covered in blubber with flight capability. <laughs> so a really thick T-H-I-C-C dragon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, but basically the red dragon in the in the uh, trailer for the D&D yeah, movie. This chonky boy. This big chonky boy. This obese dragon. Um, I love that dragon, by the way. I've I've been hearing like that people have been like complaining about that. And I'm like, dude, what's wrong with you? That's so cool. Right. You know, pe- haters are going to hate, man. Haters are indeed going to hate. And, and what can you do with them? Have you done anything interesting this week? 
Um, let's see. Well, just uh, just this evening, I uh, when I got off work, I went inside and we played uh, my first Ticket to Ride, uh, which is like the 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 kids intro version yeah, yeah. of Ticket to Ride with uh, with my little ones and um my four-year-old she she her her attention span just wasn't quite there um but my six-year-old he he really got the hang of it quick and uh he was he was figuring it out and doing a great job um but the even then the game started to drag on a little bit to the end so he even his attention span started to wane. Um, but that, that was really fun. Uh, Wayne. Um, and <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> no wonder you got and, tired of it. You got tired of you. <laughs> I, I mean, like I could blame him. Uh, oh, Dan, yeah, you're such I, a I will say ball. this guys. Uh, don't take it personally when your kids like, cause your kids very much want to, uh, spend time with you, but there's definitely a time limit. Okay. So like yeah. when they get up and go, don't take it personally. That's just par for the course. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, let's see. I don't want to, I don't want to intro too hard. Yeah. Into we got to get into it. Um, uh, the one, one other thing that I have that I have been doing for like over the course of the past week or two really is I've very much been digging hard into the fate core rpg system and i gotta say the more i read this the more i want to just leave D in the dust for a while not because i have anything against D, but more but because <laughs> like right and this is it's like everything I read, I'm like, yeah, that's that sounds like me. That sounds like my kind of game. Like mm-hmm. I'm vibing super hard with good everything about it. Um, and when, when when Andrew gets uh, excited about something, and he gets in, man. He he digs. Yeah. he digs in. He gets he gets stuck in. I do, I do. I well, I try, and then I try to drag everyone else kicking and screaming with me. Um, and then but, as soon as we know. do, he gets bored of it. <laughs> yep. That's, you know, and uh, so there and, I was in college, a studious, productive, young student. And then <laughs> what did Andrew introduce to me? Hey man, check out this neat niche game called world of Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon it's as pretty I get neat, uh, a little bit higher level than Andrew. Guess who quits playing? Oh man, it's getting late. Oh, uh, time to be geez. hitting the old dusty trail. Oh my god, <laughs> just I'm kills me. Sorry, you know, that's just the way he be, guys, and that's that's all I, right. That's I don't right. mean to be. I just, um, th- nobody keeps up with my enthusiasm level. I need the feedback. I need it. I need it. Speaking of feedback, we are giving our feedback on the Ooh, Marvel nice Cinematic segue. Universe. Yeah. Um, so this is part two. We've already gone over our tier list for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
But hey, how is this related to RPGs? Guys, it's a superhero movie. I really don't feel like we have to do that much mental stretching to find the connection. Uh, and, and you know, we, we have said before that our show, while primarily about, uh, you know, uh, tabletop role-playing games, is uh, really kind of about nerddom and culture in general. And so... Yeah, uh, we take a break sometimes, y'all. We're, we're looking for the things that inspire us. And certainly uh, one of the things that, that inspires not just the two of us, but I think a, a lot of people is the Marvel Cinematic Everyone Universe. with a lick of sense, if you ask me. Yes, except for, uh, <laughs> oh, what's his name? I said, I, said, I said his name last week, the uh, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> he does he not just, care for him. Um, no, there's, there's no accounting for taste. You know, um, if it's not about, you know, an Italian gangster, then I guess it's not cinema. Um, mm. <laughs> so man, yeah, like like you look at Castaway. Okay, I guess one of them was day, Irish, man. but okay, he was surrounded by Italians. Anyway, um, you know, real quick, I just watched a good movie the other day that was a little bit on the older side, not old, but uh, I saw The Terminal with Tom Hanks. From back in the day, did you ever see that? No, he was. Uh, he's coming from. I I think it was like a, a fictional uh, R- Russian country um, from back in the day, but he basically his he, he's on a plane, and mid flight there's a coup d'état in his country, so his visa is immediately invalidated his passport is invalidated so they can't let him into the u.s they can't send him back to his country so he's literally stuck living in the terminal and that's the movie as this guy who barely speaks any english at least to start has to try to adapt being stuck at an airport period is one of the biggest hells i can imagine but it's tom hanks so he finds a way that's true it do be Tom Hanks. Anyway, um, just a good movie and not about a mobster. Last time we <laughs> talked about uh, we, we, we talked about the big three. We talked about Cap, Iron Man and four. We also talked about uh, the Hulk and Ant-Man, uh, I think. Oh, and we briefly mentioned the Eternals. Correct. And I think that those were all the films that we covered. We we covered all the sequels uh in between those and we place them on our tier list uh our s rank being not only just the best of the mcu but things that sort of had an impact on cinema as we yes indeed as we know it okay so so very rare uh so far what we have there are are iron man and that's it the original Mm. iron man and uh, on a tier we have uh uh two of the cat movies i did you put Civil War on your A list or did, did we both put it in B? I th- I think I put it in B. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, uh, so the cat movies were two and one were in A and three Civil War was in B. Uh, we put um, B being kind of like a niche when you're good in the when mood. you're in the mood. Good yeah. when you're in the mood. That That's pretty much what it was. Good. Good when you're in the mood. C is like flawed, but very enjoyable. And then uh, D was like, you know, it, it, it's not without its merits, 
but yeah. it's 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 mostly not so great. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't have an F tier, but Andrew did, and he also has an E tier for Eternals. Um, yeah. Which uh, I have kids, and I know he, my he, he hasn't seen it. <laughs> yeah. And it starts with E. I I had an F tier as well. Yes, yes. I don't have an F tier, although we probably the bottom of my D tier and your F tier entry are probably the same movie. Um, I I made my F tier only in anticipation that I thought you would be making an F tier, and I thought that's what you'd be putting in it. I just <laughs> so. I don't want anyone to accuse me of anything. And but anyway, uh, uh, let's see. We put the let's see. We put Thor Ragnarok on A tier. I believe you put Love and Thunder on A. Um, I put it in B. You know, I I will say between last time and this time, I did go see it again. Oh, is that right? And uh, because I, I went and saw it in Screen X that we had mentioned last time, which oh, yeah. I got us. I got to I'll. I'll also uh, report that it was not as crazy as the the research I had done had led me to believe it would be. Essentially, they just um, projected the the outsides of the shot. So, like you know, the close up shots when Thor and uh, Jane are talking on the ship. Like you can see the the rest of the ship kind of wrapping around the sides and stuff like that. So it was it was nothing crazy. It was it was neat at some points. Some novelty. Um, yeah, a little bit. I I prefer the gigantic IMAX. So where uh, where did it that, put but. did it push Love and Thunder for you on a second viewing? Or uh, I honestly I I part of me really wants to keep it at a. But I I understood the things that made it B tier much more the second go around. Mm. Like I I did notice like some of the jokes you mentioned that kind of maybe fell flat or, you know, were were not necessarily needed or moments of sincerity that were perhaps a little undermined by certain use of levity and things like that. Um, I, those things popped out to me more, I think after, after having seen it once already, I really get struck by the newness of it all. And I, yeah, you, know, you do. I just, I love getting all hyped up, um, which is so great. You know, it's fun. It is. It, it makes that first viewing like a real ride. Uh, but I, I would, I have a lot less argument with putting it in B tier after having seen it a second time. Yeah. Well, I'm almost sorry, <laughs> but uh, I know, but I, but I do put it in B tier and I put it right next to uh, the first Thor as well, which has a completely different vibe. Um, yeah. But, but also fulfills for me a niche enjoyment while not have being as strong as some of the other ones. Um, still a boatload of fun though oh yeah still great um yeah. and then and those post credit scenes baby Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. uh there was one hulk movie uh i think we both placed it in d tier the norton one yeah the norton one uh oh uh let me see oh iron man 2 we had placed in c tier correct and uh 
Iron Man 3 in D tier. Um, yeah. And I also placed Eternals in D tier, actually below Hulk and Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Um, but above Thor The Dark World. So we actually ended up filling up D tier pretty good. Um, pretty quick. Pretty quick. You know, Dark World is just really rough. Uh, then the last yeah. thing we talked about was Ant-Man. I think we put the first Ant-Man squarely in B and uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp in C tier. Yep. So, all right. So now let us continue finally and hopefully finish this this sucker off. Hey, we were getting into this before the 30 minute mark. Like, hey, I, personal I best. call that improvement. Yeah, you know? we're, we're trying to be a little bit more focused. Um, okay, so let's talk about Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Ooh. Strange, that one's a weird one. In in many I, ways, the Doctor Strange movies are amazing. But then they're also sort of deeply flawed. Um, mm. And I really like the first one. I've I, watched that one a lot. I prefer it to Multiverse of Madness. That much I will definitely say. Mm. Um, Multiverse of Madness has a lot of spectacle, a lot of cool stuff. I love yeah. Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Max. Oh, she's I so think good. she's just phenomenal. I loved WandaVision. I wasn't super thrilled with their, the direction of her character in that movie. But mm. I'm trying to set that bias aside a little bit. Um, sure. The first Doctor Strange is actually a really kind of cool, like almost beautiful movie. That, I loved it. That yeah. has this wonderful theme about time and mm-hmm. about how one spends their time and uh, the, the visual symbolism and the dialogue all sort of uh, add to it, except for whenever Cassilius, the bad guy is in the movie um, mm. and then things tend not to work out so great. Um, he is a rough villain. Um, doesn't work great. The appearance yeah. of, of Dormammu is very helpful. Also played by Benedict Cumberbatch, by the way. Oh, so, okay. First off, I love me some Benedict Cumberbatch. Like sure. the, the dude is so good. I mean, you know, you, you watch any of his other stuff. Like, have you watched the BBC Sherlock? Uh, my wife got really into it. I would kind of see parts oh. of it in passing. Man, I that that show made me cry at certain points. It's so good. I'm sure the answer is no. But did you watch uh, uh, The Power of the Dog? I I didn't, but I heard it was excellent. Yeah, well, it was a, an Academy Award winner. Um, and it was which it doesn't was, necessarily always mean anything. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, since we know that they're largely big bribe fests. Um <laughs> But at the same time, like, it's definitely one of those heavier movies, right? Definitely not sure. a Marvel movie. Um, I did not I mean, finish the guy, it, but... It, the guy's it, got chops. The, the, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. He, he, he's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. The uh, imitation game was also Yeah, that's really the one good. I was thinking of. I was like... Yeah. I was like, what was the one where he's the code guy? Yeah. Yeah, World the imitation War, game. World War II, uh, like, was it the... The development of the Turing test. Yeah, the Turing test. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. Oh man, anyway. that guy. That guy really gets shafted. Anyway, um, I really do like the first Doctor Strange movie, but I don't like the bad guy. Um, for me, Doctor Strange also airs in that it feels like it's definitely like a tech demo, and it does some amazing things. 
uh, with with visuals, right? And I so mm-hmm. I, I think if you want to see Inception, but in Marvel, Doctor Strange does that. Um, uh, it's, it nails the spectacle angle of it, like it is a freaking wild ride for sure. And so to and also it has another couple of other kind of flawed characters, but um, overall it is an enjoyable ride and it definitely fulfills a specific niche for me. The first Doctor Strange is high in B tier. Yep. Full agree. Full, full agree. agree. Now at the bottom of my B tier, I put multiverse of madness. Oh, you did put it in B tier though. I also put it in B tier. I okay. re- the reason I put it in B tier is because if you want to watch evil dead, <laughs> uh, if you, if you just want to watch a Sam Raimi movie that has Marvel stuff on it, boy, howdy does multiverse of madness have you covered mm. as, as an entry into the MCU. I don't like it. I don't like what it does with the universe and the characters. I don't like the direction and the decisions it makes. And at times I find it a little self indulgent on the part of the director. Mm. Um, do you, do you have any like, like, uh, I guess poignant examples or like, you know, any certain standouts that really, you know, so kind of, so, so the main actor from the evil dead movies, Oh, Bruce um, Campbell. Yeah. Bruce Campbell, uh, was, uh, of course, you know, a Sam Raimi favorite. He's also in the, the Spider-Man. Well, the first Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's like the wrestling ring announcer. So one of the references is that he's in the movie and, um, then he's like part of the post credit and stuff like that. Um, um, and there's a reference to evil dead in, in that, that happens. Mm. Um, a lot of the, the, this is kind of a, a bloody Marvel film. It's very bloody. Actually, it it's, there were some spots where I was like, holy moly. Like I, I was surprised that, uh, that Disney kind of said okay to this. Through. Yeah, like it, it definitely when, rode that PG thirteen line pretty tightly. Um, yeah, especially were, during that that uh, he goes through a transformation kind of later in the in the movie, and it I actually really like that part. But <laughs> it, it was fr- well, yeah. But I I really dug neat. it too. But it was freaking intense, like. You're looking at it going, oh man, I hope there's not like a freaking five year old here. Like he got a little more than he bargained for. Um, so that that is uh those are a couple of things that happen. A lot of the stuff that happens with with Wanda is very sort of horror film. It's not schlocky, mm. but it's kind of like in that realm. And so it feels like his movie more than it feels like again, an entry in this this grand TV series that's been created. She and, does start feeling a little different than than kind of what we were getting in WandaVision and um you know by the some way, of the spoilers stuff around there. <laughs> well, like if you're listening to a full on no, MCU yeah, tier yeah. list and like it, that's on you guys. No apologies yeah, on this so, one. Sorry. <laughs> I actually really like WandaVision. Yeah, I know the last episode's a little weird, but I really like where her character is going. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like this movie regresses the character mm. and and they reduce her down to uh baby crazy mommy. Yeah. And I feel like 
after the ending of Game of Thrones and some of the political backlash that that one got, I was a little surprised that that yeah. was that was the angle they chose to take. And I understand that Wanda does go baby crazy in the comic books. Um, mm-hmm. But these are good opportunities to make uh, some improvements. Yeah, especially when it, it it when apparently she sort of learns from her experience in WandaVision yeah. and in this one, she just absolutely doesn't. And the excuse for this um, regression is that um, evil book. Yeah. And, and I just find that so beyond not satisfying. Yeah. Uh, also, the the music note battles. Stupid. But um, otherwise, <laughs> there are some mm. uh, really amazing effects. I really like Zombie Strange, actually. Uh, oh, and, yeah. And it's it's pretty metal. Um, some of the battle stuff is cool. Um, and Wanda's in it. So that's great. Um, I yeah. definitely was going a little crazy over the references during the Illuminati scene. Um, oh, I... I didn't see some of those coming or really any of them. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like if, if only, if only just for the straight up, like outside the MCU, like just what it means in terms of like the business angle of mm-hmm. things like there's, there's been all that, you know, uh, all those issues that went down a ways back between Sony and Disney slash marvel trying to you know get everything with spider-man to work nicely and now you've got like like uh fantastic four and uh x-men are both or both were fox weren't they uh the x-men was was fox uh spider-man was sony is that what you said no fantastic four oh fantastic four uh fantastic four i i want to say fox i'll be honest i'm not 100 percent sure I think I think they were, but basically, I knew that it wasn't Marvel slash Disney. Yeah, and the idea of like X Men proper and Fantastic Four finally making it in. Yeah, like that's that has a lot of really cool implications. Well, it's definitely Kevin Feige just like flexing on everyone, right? Oh, like totally. <laughs> like, Look who else we got? <laughs> he's like. I, uh, you know, if they ever um, introduce the Beyonder, like, I hope it's literally Kevin Feige just like wearing his hat, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I would be thrilled. You know, I could also see them just making it Stanley, you know, Um, sure. Like, here's the Beyonder. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't the more multiverse of madness. When I left it, I was like, oh, that was pretty fun. And the more I thought about it, the more I considered it, I was like, I didn't like that movie. But I do think it's, I don't think yeah. it deserves C. Low B. I give it a B minus. Fair, fair. That's uh, uh, honestly, I when I was thinking about it, I uh, I actually kind of put it down in T in in T. Yeah, I get wow, T way oh, down there. I um, hate this movie. <laughs> T for terrible. <laughs> T for terrible. C. It totally works. Uh, no, I I did put it in C, but I think I also have this thing where I will kind of try to anticipate what I'm you doing. You know, what, what, just, yes, 
but also what what kind of the general public consensus seems to have been. Yeah. Um, you I know, don't know. I, I, I've got Maybe a I'm avoiding that. conflict. <laughs> let, 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 I, I do want to address the like general consensus of movies. Sure. Do, do you remember when the general consensus of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies is that they were all bad? All? Okay. Yeah, for a while there, people were saying, "Oh, those were really bad." Okay, and then, and then, like, eventually, remember. eventually, mm. they were like, "Well, really, only the third one was bad." And then, what? Then we got the Andrew Garfield, and of course, everyone says both of those suck, mm-hmm. and everybody was like so hype to get both of those guys in in the third one, right? right. And they were, and and it was cool, right? And I won't take that away. Oh, it's, I I freaking loved it. And Star Wars, okay, everybody was like excited about the the prequels, and then they were like, "Oh no, the prequels suck! It was really, really bad." Yeah. Okay, and then they started doing the Obi Wan stuff, and they were like, "Oh man, I hope they bring back Hayden Christensen." After, like since when? Like, like all the like freaking bullying that happened on Hayden Christensen. Look, I don't care what the general consensus is anymore. Like they're sure. all ridiculous. Okay, ignore that's, that's that fair. stuff. I it's, just ignore it. Um, I like what I likes. Uh, one of my favorite uh, critically panned movies is Ricky Gervais's uh, The Invention of Lying hmm. uh, with uh, Jennifer Garner and Rob Lowe. And uh, that movie, the critics hate it. And I get <laughs> it. I get why they hate it. I like it. It's one of my favorites. I also really liked a million ways to die in the West with <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. Critics, oh, not mustache. so much. Oh, mustache. If you've only got a mustache. <laughs> I love that song. And you know what? That's Bill so Martin's in that movie. And that's nuts. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Mila Kunis. Um, <laughs> that's my other favorite part of that movie. So, you know, just like what you like, man. Um, I, I guess we... I, I respect that. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I, I guess we brought him up. So let's let's talk about Spider Man. Spider Man, Spider Man does whatever Spider can. The, indeed, he does. And he does. I, I, and by he the can. way, I really like that the movies have incorporated the old Spider Man theme song from the cartoon show. Oh, um, thank God for and that. And also, did, have you noticed a couple of times they've hinted at the mutants? They've done the the um, X Men riff. You know that. Dun, 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 dun. Um, really? That's very exciting to me. Uh, they did that when when uh, Charles shows up in the Illuminati scene. You also I know. Thought I heard something weird. It's that very, was it's, it? it's kind of subtle, but they do play. Yeah. It, right. And cool. then. And that's really cool because man, I love that show growing up. And uh, you also <laughs> notice that his chair was uh, the chair from the cartoon, not from the films. Uh, which would suggest we're not looking at the X-Men uh, uh, Brian Singer universe, uh, Xavier. Mm. We're looking at the cartoon show, Xavier. Oh, All right. Isn't that nuts? Sweet. That is pretty cool. And Give me uh, Wolverine in his crazy freaking mask. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think we, we are definitely, I mean, come on. We're definitely going to get Wolverine eventually. Whether or not it, they actually rope Hugh Jackman to come back and do it. Oh, I, man. Personally, I hope they don't. But I know a lot of people would prefer that. So 
Um, I mean, I, I just love, I really like the movie Logan. I think Logan is amazing. And it, yes. I, I just don't want anything after it personally. Yeah. Um, so anyway, anyway, Spider-Man, um, he comes in and, uh, he first appears in the, uh, Marvel civil war, um, which or the everyone Captain America lost civil war, sorry. their freaking mind. Oh yeah, he and, he, he, I mean, he zips that into was the scene. Nuts, so fun. And uh, he, he's on Team Iron Man in the beginning. And uh, anyway, then it leads to uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Uh, the bad guy mm. in that is the the Vulture, uh, played by um, Batman. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Right? That's his name. The comedian right? Michael Keaton. Um. Also, one of my favorite Batman actors, but uh, definitely top three. Mm. Um, Kevin Conroy, of course, being number one. I broke the Batman <laughs> right over my knee like just, a professional I, wrestler. I just wonder. I want to ask, you know, there's got to be an interview somewhere where people ask Tom Hardy about his voice choice. I um, I know I want to know too. Like like what were you thinking there? Also, why isn't uh, Bane um, Hispanic? Um, he's supposed to anyway. Yeah, that's um, right. He's got the whole luchador thing going on and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, so when you see the more serious takes of him in cartoons, he usually has an accent. Um, and uh, not not the Tom Hardy accent, but like a, oh man, like a Spanish accent. Um. So, yeah, it's kind of weird They they chose not to go that way and that they decided to do nothing with. Anyway, we're not talking about Batman. Um, what we're talking about is uh, the Batman <laughs> of Marvel, which is Spider-Man. I love uh, sidetracking you. Because um, <laughs> let's face it, if, if DC and Marvel, if the government came in and they said, you guys have too many superheroes. Um, so you, you got to get rid of all, but one, you get one, only one DC would, DC would say that's a weird law, but, um, okay. Uh, Batman, it is, we're going to ditch everybody else. Batman is our moneymaker and Marvel mm-hmm. would pick Spider-Man. Oh no yeah. No question about it. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Spider-Man is awesome. This is a different take on Spider-Man and, and you got to put it in the context that, they are very aware that um, the Sam Raimi movies uh, are not that old. And, right. old. and the Andrew Garfield stuff just happened. Just. Yep. And here we go. Okay. So they opt not to do uh, the opt not to do the uh, uh, Uncle Ben storyline. I actually loved how they handled it in, in the first uh, in Homecoming where like they they kind of just they infer it right, right. they it's, they they give the audience enough credit to go okay they, they give you a wink right everybody like, knows we all know the story and it's the same thing with batman if we have to watch martha's pearls fall to the ground one more time oh, no. we're all gonna lose it okay by the way yeah. robert pattinson uh is my favorite uh batman actor okay um, I would have broken him too. Well, second favorite to Kevin Conroy, but um, stupid glowing vampire boy, <laughs> dude. Shimmer, I love the Batman. Okay, <laughs> that is definitely the team I'm on. Um, 
No, it so, was a great movie. I loved it. Too. It was so fresh. Anyway, Spider-Man. <laughs> this is weird. Um, <laughs> so I know a lot of people in hindsight, like, are not crazy about this um, this trilogy. Um, that seems to be like a really sort of extended origin almost to three actual Spider-Man movies yet to come. Um, I I liked it. I I've I think the only beef I've really kind of had with them was I was not thrilled about um, Jake Gyllenhaal with Mysterio. Really? Like, I, was, I was I was fine with it, but oh, I, okay. I, I actually liked him. I thought he did awesome. I I thought his his acting was fine, but it was almost like the uh, the the what they did with uh, Ben Kingsley's Trevor, like where oh he doesn't actually have superhero po- superpowers well, to be or fair, anything. Mysterio He's put on never a show. did. Mysterio never had powers in the comics. Oh really? It wasn't even like an Iron no. Man thing where he's got like you know equipment uh, or no he's he he's an illusionist um so the way that they update that is that they make him basically a special effects artist uh for like a movie and they they use holograms oh. in real life whereas in the comics it's like he runs like a joke shop right really and yeah so he does practical well, effects go. um and it's, and it's those kinds of illusions that he uses to bamboozle people and and to commit his crimes and to fight spider-man but yeah, okay. Mysterio doesn't actually have any powers. All right. Well, I I learned something and that slightly <laughs> changes my opinion. Um uh, anyway. That, thank uh, you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, no problem. Okay, so Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, also known as Iron Man Jr. Yeah. Um, I actually really like this movie. I get Me a too. lot of the criticisms about Iron Man being too involved and it not really feeling like the Spider-Man we know, but uh I don't care. It's a it's a fresh story, okay? And I don't want to see Uncle Ben again. I um, I also going into this like I had back when uh Cap Civil War came out, I actually did go and uh do my best to like track down as many of the graphic novels as I could to to try to read the Civil War storyline and the you know how it eventually winds up going is Tony basically uh, passing the baton of leadership of the Avengers over to Peter. Oh like, yeah, we're, he, I think we're definitely supposed to get that right. And okay. so I I got the sense that they were carrying that out in Homecoming. So I it, it seemed to make sense to me given the civil war comics stuff and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, uh, just to kind of move things on, uh, with Spider-Man, uh, homecoming, the first one, mm-hmm. um, I love Michael Keaton, but this oh, movie has, really good. uh, too much stuff going on for me. Um, hmm. and the, the AI, AI character while interesting, uh, kind of gets dropped and, uh, it leads us into problems with the second film. Um, and mm. to that end, I thought it was a super fun movie for the most part. But is it on the same level as the stuff of putting in A tier? I would say no. So to, to I that was end, guess B tier. I, I put it snugly in the middle of B tier. That works. And so I think I think it's pretty good, though. Um, 
Now, the second Spider-Man movie, I'm actually having trouble finding where I put it, actually. I know, right? I'm like, uh, a lot of these are really noisy. Actually, I might not have, I may have neglected to put it here. Um, Yeah, that's weird. I think I, no, no, there it is. Nope, I found it. Okay. Uh, there far it is. Far From Home? Yeah, Far From Home, the one with Mysterio, uh, the one where we get to use the, the, the Peter Tingle and its the full Peter power. Tingle. I think this is a super creative movie. Yes, I have only it watched was. it once. And as I've as I've said before, that's kind of a test for me. Yeah. This movie does a lot of cool things. It also does a lot of really stupid things. Mm-hmm. Um, um what's it what's the name of the AI that's in the glasses? Isn't it uh Friday? No, no, no. It's no. like an old lady's name. Uh, um it's like Ethel or something. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Ethel. <laughs> it's probably not right. Uh, Muriel. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's stupid. It's stupid that um, Tony made this and gave it to Peter. It's stupid. The All the stuff with the drones on the bus. It's beyond ridiculous. It's so beyond the pale ridiculous. It's it's hard to, to swallow. It's hard to believe that Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. can't figure out what's going on with Mysterio. Mm. Um, this, uh, this movie has some great parts. Um, the, the effects of Mysterio are awesome. Uh, the stuff with, uh, the, the new interpretation of J. Joe Jameson as like an Alex Jones stand in, uh, mm. is really, really cool. It's really, really interesting. Um, the, the big twist at the end is, is pretty cool. There are some, some, some heavy emotional beats that, that work well, but man, those dumb glasses, <laughs> I just hate them so much. And and maybe that's just too much of me, but I, this is a C-tier movie for me. I don't, I don't like this movie overall. They, I, I definitely am with you on, um, I, I've realized that I have a difficult time, especially on like just first and second viewing. Um, I, I have this like just an inherent tendency to try to just give the movie the benefit of the doubt and, you know, figure, you know, I don't know what these guys were thinking when they made it. So, you know, maybe I just missed something or whatever, but I, you know, especially with you mentioning it um, directly, the whole, all the stuff with, you know, Peter just, you know, mistakenly sicking a missile launching drone on the bus and that kind of stuff where it's like like horrendous ridiculous neglectful levels of danger i mean it's uh, it's absolutely looney tunes right yeah it it really is and and it does kind of beg the question like okay as smart as tony was like he like, wouldn't this have is- <laughs> put in safeguards or checkpoints for this it's, kind of crap it's the like, most gross incompetence imaginable right 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 um i i could definitely agree with with seed here on this like it's got some neat stuff it also has some pretty ludicrous stuff yeah um although night monkey is funny okay um <laughs> yeah finally also- uh the, the the giant spectacle that is the third spider-man uh no way home so fun i uh, i a, thought it was a great time yeah i think um i like this movie much more um, I think, yeah, it, there's a lot of sort of like fan servicey indulgence involved, but also there are, there's closure with these, 
uh, other yep. Spider-Man characters that we just really never got. And hell, freaking entire franchises for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and uh, Andrew Garfield, by the way, phenomenal actor. He's he's incredible. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Highly recommend uh, Tick, Tick, Boom and uh, Under the Banner of Heaven. Mm. Uh, both just really uh, some heavy stuff and really showing off the man's ability. Mm. Um, also, the social network, quite good. Mm-hmm. Man, they're just not good movies. But um, he does a he does a great job. And he really gets to be kind of redeemed in this movie in a way that I, I felt was was good. It w- and it also seemed to to be in good taste, kind of from studio to studio, in my opinion. Sure. And and so, um, yeah. And we bring back uh, Alfred Molina um, mm. as uh, Otto Octavius, who is just wonderful. I was rooting for a uh, Aunt May uh, Otto Octavius romance. That was <laughs> that was my my fan theory, my my shipping, if you will. Mm. But it was not meant to be. Although with all the multiverse stuff, who knows, right? So maybe a maybe a decent version of Wanda will come back to. Where do you place No Way Home? Um, honestly, for just for all the outside the box kind of things that they tried to do with the movie. I actually initially had it in S tier. Wow. Um, But, um, you know, looking at it in terms of like, you know, it's extended impact on what other things will do. I mean, granted, it was a very recent, recent movie. So maybe to that extent, who the hell knows? But, Mm -hmm. um, like the stuff they did just by bringing Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in and having them actually play like a significant, meaningful role in this whole thing. Like, like they're the presence of those two Peter Parkers were integral in, in air quotes, our Peter Parkers, uh, his journey in this movie and him like, like figuring out, what he needs to do and who he needs to be. And, you know, it, it had me getting all like, I was getting choked up when in those few moments where, you know, you basically have some slightly older versions of yourself coming back and going, you know what? Like quit bad mouthing yourself in your own head. You know, you're pretty awesome. There are great things about you. And Mm. just like, the the personal encouragement and the mm-hmm. just the raw uplifting energy yeah like that's a good way i i was like sitting there in my chair like with tears running down my face going, oh my god I like it to me it, it it hit me on a very raw like personal emotional level, level. yeah um you, you, you know what hit me in that way <laughs> What's that? Was a uh, fat four <laughs> <laughs> in uh oh, in Endgame. Oh, fat Thor. I was oh like, man! I was like, oh my god! They literally put me in a movie. <laughs> um, not just like okay, he's fat, but like everything that he felt like. I was like, sure. oh my god! Oh my god! They like put a camera right on me. Oh. You know, and it, it <laughs> gets you, my, man. 
I guess we're not talking about that movie yet, but um, but I totally get what you mean. And I love the inspiration and positivity, but also sobriety of this movie, which we oh man is not always hitting. Um, Like it's got some wonderful, sincere moments. They all worked through some freaking emotional crap for sure. Like one hundred percent, and that ending when you know he doesn't. He ultimately doesn't tell Mary Jane what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, of course, he, of course, you know, it, would, it, it would have been unforgivable had he dragged her back into his life, mm. you know, and he does, he does the right thing. And uh, we know it's going to, they foreshadow well that this is not going to end well between him and Ned, which is just so wonderfully tragic. I, um, hate that and marvel needs more tragedy in my opinion. yeah it does um yeah and it that is gonna hurt so bad <laughs> i mean it, it it needs it needs they need their their empire strikes back they know, really w- do winter soldiery kind of movies like um there was one scene in this that i i just loved how they handled it because i think there could have been a few different ways where I could have seen it going and gone. Yeah, that was fine. But at the very end, when Peter basically has goblins glider up over a downed Willem Dafoe, Mm -hmm. like ready to just impale the bejesus out of this guy and just slice Mm -hmm. him in half. Tobey Maguire's Peter comes down and grabs the other side, but doesn't, say anything anything yeah he doesn't try to talk him down there's no speech nothing it's just like (laughs) work through it man do better through it (laughs) right like it was just it it was to me it felt like a surprisingly especially for like a young peter parker like you know tom holland feels like a kid um it feels very mature yeah, it was the the movie was Spider Boy becomes Spider Man. Yeah, um, and and he really does. I mean, he tra- and he basically transformed in into the Spider Man that that we know him more traditionally as. Yeah, who is down on his luck? He has no money. Is he's mistreated by his landlord? He's sewing his own suit together. He's doing a thankless job. Mm. Um, that's the Spider Man that we know, and I think that. I'm very excited about where it's to go. To that end, I put uh, the third Spider-Man film in A tier. Yeah, deservedly so. A tier. Does it change the face of cinema? You know, it's. I would say it's right on the edge. It does a lot of really cool things, but yeah, no, I don't think it ultimately does. Um. So, uh, does it belong with you know uh, the Cap movies and and Ragnarok? I think it does. I think it belongs. Yeah. There. You know, I before we move on from it, I also want to mention I really liked how what Doctor Strange was doing in this movie when he was there, like the the stuff where he's he really is like, I can't with you, kid. Like how like get your freaking act together. (laughs) Like when when he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you didn't like call them on the phone 
before you came to ask me to like rewrite the structure of the universe <laughs> like like you can see the you can see him like almost about to get like lewis black levels of like just shaking angry like are you freaking kidding me this is what i'm dealing oh with oh my god i would love a multiverse doctor strange who <laughs> is lewis black <laughs> You know, they're just bleeping every other word. (laughs) (laughs) Just gesticulating, shaking all over the place. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, he could also be the Hulk. I mean, for that matter, you know, just. (laughs) Oh, please give me a Lewis Black Bruce Banner. Oh, my gosh. It it writes itself. When he hulks out, he's actually more (laughs) mild mannered. (laughs) <laughs> ah, okay i got a hulk out so i can calm down right. <laughs> oh man i'm so glad the hulk is here bruce was freaking me out bro <laughs> like, <laughs> all right well that was a good interlude uh um, yes well let's get back in uh, let's finish this up um i'm trying to think who else here has sequels i think there's only one more aside from the the Avengers that that has had sequels by the time we are um, recording this, there's Guardians in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I love both do. of the films very much. I think that they are phenomenal. I like stories that are about characters that are about character growth, where all the fun stuff that's happening around them is in the effort to tell the story about a person that changes something that's very real and grounded. Mm. James Gunn, I think is, is sort of similar to Taika Waititi in that he is, he can, he can write a comedy, but where I think he does a little bit better is in balancing like when the humor and when the sincerity needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is still a couple of, of like, eh, I don't know about that moments, but for the most part, I think that it's used balance in terms of pacing. I, I would almost, I, I think I might even go as far as to say no Marvel movie paces as well. It, as I the, mean, as the it, guardians films, it's especially that first one. It's just rocking and rolling the whole time. Um, it's, fun. it's the, just fantastic. This, the second one I did, I kind of felt like the ego planet bits. There were some times where it felt like it kind of dragged a little bit for me. Where you know, it's funny, the, the part that drags the most is like when they're fighting. Right, yeah, right. right. <laughs> you know? It totally is. It's like, okay, there's a lot of stuff going on. And there there were a few points in in that one where I felt like the um out, outside of like the little vignettes that were supposed to look this way where ego kind of started looking a little claymation-y um and he did those vignettes where that was entirely the point where it was intended to look like that but um there were parts later on where like you start seeing his face show up and things and stuff and it to me it looked a little wonky but that was just a visual thing um In um the but the one thing they do really awesome in that movie is the relationship between uh Gamora and Nebula. Um, oh, totally really That's, gets fleshed out. I forgot also, about that. Also, Gamora Peter, right? And mm-hmm. um, and we get a lot more depth with uh Drax. 
Yes. Um, I love that scene when uh, Drax is sitting with Mantis and Mantis uh, uh, decides to feel what uh, what Drax is feeling. And he looks completely stoic and she just breaks down into tears because of what mm. he's just always dealing with. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was so needed because Drax is is often sort of the punchline character. Yeah. So so giving him a nice in fact later on they do something really stupid with with Mantis that I don't like but um for the most part I think that that the characters are are really handled with uh the secret ingredient frankly yeah know? um I There's, almost put the first guardians in S tier um I'm really close on that um I don't think they quite changed the movies but on the other hand <laughs> yeah as i'm like sort of half convincing myself um, um they do say hey we can make a compelling film with anyone <laughs> yeah. oh man like the just the fact that the movie exists at all like is impressive how 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 big are the characters of like rocket and groot now like before oh, this movie you're not wrong in terms of merchandising if, at the holy very least, crap like there's i am groot like is now a thing. oh yeah he, he was he was the original baby yoda i mean oh, he was totally um, he's a and, tree and now and now he's getting his own thing i mean and, and groot is one of the most obscure characters in marvel lore before okay? this came out I didn't know no who, who any was. of the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Forget just Groot. None of them. I was the like, only, there's a freaking yeah. raccoon. <laughs> like, I only knew about Gamora because she was in other comics with Thanos. Right. And same with Drax the Destroyer. But the only, but I knew Drax the Destroyer when he's in the big purple and gold outfit, right? And mm. he's like a big hulking guy. Um, he doesn't have knives yet. And uh, then there's. And then the only place I knew Rocket from was from Marvel versus Capcom three, nice, um, uh, which was great. Um, but uh, they do just a tr- like it was crazy to me as I was sitting there watching that, going, "We are literally looking at the D list yep. of of Marvel, and this is a better movie than anything the Fantastic Four have ever produced." It's right. It, the it Fantastic really... Four have never gotten anywhere close to this. And it's the Fantastic right. Four. You know, on paper, we know who wins that fight. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what really wins out is just art and craftsmanship. Yeah. And I think that, man, ah, damn it. This is going to ruin my symmetry. Ah, but, you know, I there the I think one of my favorite things and and this this goes back to um to to what you were saying about how James Gunn was very good about balancing all the yucks with the moments of sincerity. Usually Um, the, when Mantis gets hit in the head after the big pose, I don't like that part. The the scene that my brain always goes back to when thinking about any of the guardians stuff doesn't doesn't matter which movie is the scene in the first one it's rocket's monologue after he and drax get in a fight in the gambling den mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and rocket just just lets loose 
and vents his entire soul in about two and a half minutes. And not even like two and a half seconds. It, it was freaking fast. And yeah. all of a sudden you go from going, this little maniac raccoon's a freaking riot to, Oh my oh God. My he's God. so tragic. I'm feeling <laughs> empathy for a raccoon, man, for a cyber raccoon. For like, a <laughs> I mean, you just, okay. But here is my one counterpoint to the whole movie. All right. No oh boy. Ronan, the accuser. I just didn't get his, He's just he's he's a step back in a way. But on the but on the other hand, maybe he's just sort of contrasting. Like, is he kind of a meta commentary on all superhero bad guys? I think it's too close to call. And um, to that end, it was I I think a big flaw of the movie was that just Ronan is not interesting. Um, He also doesn't really he kind of mirrors Peter, but not enough. Okay. Um, although I there, mean that dance off moment with Woody sings, Ooh child does <laughs> kind of bring it together, but, um, I don't get it. Ronan's dumb. Okay. He's dumb. I, so I, I never, I never felt like he was dumb. I just felt like he dumb. was just whatever. Like, uh, yeah, at best he's whatever. Mm. Okay. I like, I think gun was going for, someone for the guardians to take the piss out of so he's like extremely serious right yes and he's very self-important like i don't he, think it's played hard enough deal. i don't think it's played hard enough to sell the joke sure right like ronan needed moments where even people around him were like all right chill dude like yeah man the boss uh <laughs> that's the boss what are you gonna do he didn't you know, get something his coffee like that. today where we'd be like, oh, okay, in the universe, everyone sees Ronan as too much, right? Mm. Um, like, it would have been funny if even Thanos had been like, like in his little scene, like he, he like down turns off the dude. He tur- he turns off the the call and he turns to his like little minion. And he's like, I hate that guy. You I know, hate something. that guy. <laughs> that guy sucks. Oh man, I would have loved Thanos <laughs> yeah. to do something like, you know, I'm trying to do the Lord's work over here. I'm really just, I've got, you know, my vision and then some little piss ant like this comes along and I just, and he just pinches the bridge of his nose. <laughs> By the way, the, the coolest moment I personally that I feel Thanos ever had was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, when he told Ronan that he was going to bathe the starways in his blood. Oh, that's such a good line. That was that was the only time we ever saw actual Thanos exist. Um, that was for me very very satisfying. Mm. Um, not that I not that I don't like him in in Avengers, but it, it he's a almost an entirely different person. Mm. Um, so anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy for me. It is very high. It is solid A tier, almost S tier. But I think I got to keep it in A. And I think that Guardians Volume 2 is just about as good. Maybe not quite. And I put it also in A tier. Yeah, I did put that one in A tier as well. Uh, But you did put the first Guardians in S. Yep. Again, in terms of personal favorites, it's probably top three for me. Mm. I love the first Guardians movie. Okay. Um let's let's move on we gotta we gotta pick it up so let's talk about 
uh, Shang-Chi next. That one was a lot more uh, recent. It was fine. Next. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, I, I know that I know I'm supposed to like this movie, right? And there are things yeah. about it I really like. I kind of like the dad. Um, it was, I like it was, I like the beginning not, scene, the fight dance thing with the mom and dad. It was not don't, an unfun movie. I like uh, Aquafina's character, mm-hmm. which I, I never thought I would ever say that. Um, but she was my favorite part of it. Um, that uh, that that fight scene through the bamboo scaffolding literally cool. like made made my stomach clench up. Like there were a few yeah. times <laughs> where I was like getting vertigo. I was like, OK, I I I started like getting in his freaking head and going, OK, if he falls right now, that's gonna he is going to be a grease smear. <laughs> like I can't, it was giving me like anxiety, man. But it was yeah. nuts. The 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 martial artistry on display in this movie was pretty freaking amazing. It's it's really, really good. Yeah. Having said that, I don't like it. <laughs> it I I thought it I was I, fine. I don't hate it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Um, I just I feel like it got overhyped. I don't think Shang Chi is an interesting character. Um, no, I think he's surrounded by more interesting characters. Um, but even they kind of fall a little bit short for me. It's not quite Agents of Shield bad by any means, but you know, it's I don't know. I, I think I, a lot of people like the spectacle, but it it is kind of like what you were saying earlier. The moment you see it, you're like wow that was so cool and then the more you think about it you're like well what did they really do that was like really that fresh there's a big cgi battle at the end he does the kamehameha and the movie ends and i yeah you know for me i'm sorry i know that people are gonna disagree with me shang chi for me is a c yeah i and i i did put it at a c also um i i think but it's still better than ant-man and the wasp (laughs) This this is one of the movies where I really started noticing because, um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, at least on first viewing, I forgive a lot. Mm-hmm. But with with this movie, this was the first one where I started noticing myself like looking for the greater MCU context and going, OK, what is this movie? saying and doing for the large for the rest of the mcu at large what is this movie bringing to the table uh and- it's doing shang chi exists we did a non-racist mandarin and here's what happened to trevor slattery right and and that to me was where my overwhelming disappointment <laughs> fell yeah. i was like I I wanted to start seeing like, okay, if you're going to bring him in, bring him in, tie him into some things like, you know, give him some connections or something. But like, even by the end of the movie, it's hard for me to tell exactly like, okay, we've seen him. Where's he going? What can I expect to see happen with him next? Shang-Chi is suffering from a lot of the things that that phase four is suffering from, which is it doesn't seem to have a clear direction. Right. Like in the broader MCU narrative. Right. Like what is it really setting up? 
Yep. It really seems like it's just kind of doing its own thing. Yep. And largely separate. I assume that we'll get a Shang-Chi team up with some of the new Avenger types, uh, like probably Spider-Man, Yelena Bolova, um, uh, Miss Marvel, America Chavez, maybe, Mm. you know, we're going to, we're probably going to get all of them together. Right. And then that'll be like our next Avengers movie. Sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know this movie for me. I don't, I don't really care to watch it again. Yeah. Um, so to, to round out C tier for the moment, at least before we get into the Avengers, um, uh, black widow for me is a C movie at best. I almost put it in D tier. Maybe Mm -hmm. it actually kind of belongs there. I, I hate to say that because, you know, this was troubled for a long time. It almost never happened. Yeah. Um, leadership at Disney and had to change in order for this to even be an acceptable ideal because girls don't sell toys or mm. girls don't buy action figures. That was always the um, the excuse why, why we couldn't have Black Widow uh, have her own film. And I think if we had had a Black Widow film earlier on, maybe it would have been a lot better. This movie is fine. There Kinda were like, fun things about it. I thought yeah. I thought the character of her sister was a blast. She was she yes. was she was great. She's like, great. Also, her dad. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Uh, is, is Red Guardian. He, he's he's really fun. Hopper. He's really cool. Um, I actually really like the uh, bad guy, uh, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> whatever his character name was, but you know, sure. it's, it's Harvey. It's Harvey Weinstein. Ugh, um, so but uh, all the action whatever. stuff in it is boring <laughs> yeah well you know th- she survives like impossible explosions and falls that are just like kind of frustrating to watch is she just like shakes off the most like bone crunching crap ever it it does it does drive me nuts that i i feel like a lot of movies recently not just this one have there's been this trend of characters without missing a beat jumping out of planes without parachutes and like parkouring on things that are in free fall at like a million miles an hour they're like at going terminal velocity and they're like leaping from these big boulders to or like jumping on people's backs and they've got like like if you miss that jump you're you are a crater you know and- you know what no absolutely and by the way they handle that exact same idea way better in winter soldier yeah Um, when he lands on his shield from like several floors up like you feel that impact like it it's 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 like disturbing almost right um but you know the issue i i find with just the movie itself uh with black widow is that it feels like black widow 3 even though they were never uh, a one and two because it That's is a very weird much, observation, but I totally get what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I had actually yeah. never thought that until like we were talking about it just now. And I was like, cause it's very much like a pass the torch movie. And, yeah. and, uh, Yelena absolutely steals the movie and, and, uh, Natasha seems almost like a side character in her own film, which yeah. sometimes you might expect from a, a the, the third movie. Yeah. Right. But but there is no first and second movie. 
are are the closest things we have are the Avengers movies and and uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. Yeah, you know she plays big parts in all of those. Of course, she also plays a huge, her first appearance is in Iron Man two, um, where she does just a, a, a insane job. You know she's just so cool to watch, and her fight scene yeah. is just amazing. Um, and man, the, Scarlett Johansson gets kind of shafted with this movie. Yeah, um, so. It is a C tier movie, unfortunately, at least for me. Yeah, right, uh, r- riding the edge of D. Um, but I, but is it better than Hulk? Eh, probably, probably. <laughs> so it's, it's about, <laughs> you know, I definitely let's, like it better than Iron Man three. Okay, let's get Captain Marvel out of the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I was hoping now, you'd forget. <laughs> now listen, listen, listening. <laughs> I'm all ears. Buddy. There is a lot of people on the internet that talk about Captain Marvel and Ray Skywalker and other characters like this that um let's say take a certain tone. And uh their beef with them uh they say is not about them being women, uh, but it's about them being women. And uh they they like to throw around terms like Mary Sue. Sure. Uh Captain Marvel has actual problems to talk about. <laughs> it has real things that aren't good. And unfortunately, we, it's hard to talk about them because it all just gets back into, well, then, you know, you're either for feminism or you're anti-feminist, right? Uh, it's like, well, as a movie, actually, uh, there are some things that just aren't working here. Right. Uh, for instance, there's whole scenes that you basically can't see. <laughs> because, That's a problem. Because the color palette is black and various shades of very dark blue. Um, yeah. Here's some stuff in the 90s, and it's going to be so 90s that we're going to wash out all the colors Oof. from the film. So everything looks as drab and gross as possible. And we're also, <laughs> as the 90s did. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> clearly right uh it did my heart good to see a blockbuster though yeah that was sure. nice i was like oh um, good times yeah blockbuster video fun i that's- don't <laughs> so captain marvel is my least favorite marvel movie i think that's obvious um sure. but it, again brie larson not a bad actress oh okay like i love scott pilgrim talent. she's got a ton of talent she oh, made it, she she did some cringy interviews leading up to this movie, but whatever, man, it's an actor. You don't. We need to stop expecting so much out of actors, frankly. Did you ever see okay. Room? Uh, I didn't see that one. No. Oh my god, freaking! I haven't even seen the Room yet. Uh, though I did see the movie. It was uh with James Franco that was based on it. But anyway, um, um, very very intense. Like it that that freaking movie shows off what Brie Larson can do like holy mm-hmm. crap it's very very heavy i mean the the woman can act like crazy the so, problem with this movie is two things mm. camera work and writing mm. the writing is bad the okay. the story arc of captain marvel is bad it is not executed properly why why does jude Locke's character keep yelling about her controlling her emotions when she exhibits no emotions 
<laughs> the entire film. She doesn't she doesn't do anything. And he's like, you have to control your emotions. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, yeah. And then uh, the movie definitely has like some political agenda stuff. Yeah. Okay. And and they and they really wear that uh, proudly. Look, fine. I I don't really want to make a lot in terms of like a political statement here. Sure. But I have enjoyed a lot of feminist uh, media. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't necessarily want Disney <laughs> to give me my uh, a lot of my deep political messages. Uh, they are selling you a product. Yeah. I mean, everybody is right. But like you can definitely tell with stuff like Orange is the New Black and Glow and Miss, uh, Mrs. America. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some there's some good stuff out there. Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, totally. Okay. Jesus. Absolutely. Captain Marvel. Uh, it is um, a trick. It yeah. is there to make you like her uh, and to buy her crap. It, uh, she's selling toys. Guys, don't attach too much to this. Yeah. Um, you know, her, her story arc doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know what, uh, what wound up irritating me a little bit is, uh, the, the underwhelming revelation of why Nick Fury has his eye patch. Oh, I hated that. <sighs> now I used to be, I used to express a lot more vitriol about this movie. Uh, and it was largely because of that, because in a, one of the best movies ever in the MCU, the winter soldier, Nick Fury says, this is what happens when you don't, you know, do what you're supposed to do basically. Or when I trusted somebody mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. Yeah. And then this movie goes, ha ha funny cat. <sighs> it's, it's like, it's like it was written by people that don't like Marvel, uh, that, that saw, um, winter soldier and said, no, oh, that movie sucks. Let's undermine um, it. Let's, let's just undermine. Hey, you know what girls like, uh, cats, they like cats. Uh, we're going to put big funny cat in this movie and, uh, that'll sell the uh, toys. So yeah, here you go, everybody. Yeah. I mean, uh, by the way, uh, in case it was not lost on anyone, let's play some no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. That's captain Marvel. There was all, Oh my God. I'm, I'm not even going to say it. I could spend a lot of time ranting about this movie. I hate this movie. (laughs) This movie is uh, infuriating. It's frustrating. Uh, It looks bad. Although I will say I do like kind of the very end when she blows up the ships uh, where now she has let herself go and is now ready to express her emotions, uh, which she still doesn't do. (laughs) Um, And then she murders probably about a (laughs) hundred thousand Kree. (laughs) <laughs> who she was friends with an hour ago that, that took um, a turn uh, so she turned on her own comrades in arms uh, and mass murdered them Woo! Uh, but that scene looked cool how's that for some uh, toys whew, Ronan's back right. and Ronan, Ronan's character is oh no <laughs> <laughs> that's his contribution oh goodness uh d tier bottom of d tier it's the worst marvel entry ever there we go out of the way 
Thor the Dark World looks at, at Captain Marvel and goes, Ooh, <laughs> you've got some problems there. They're like, we're like half a movie in some random edits, and we look better than this. Now, for contrast, how about some Black Panther? Okay. Okay. Huh? Huh? Listen, Black Panther for me is S tier. I put it all the way up top. Um, Black Panther is an amazing film that I actually didn't like very much when I first saw it. Um, and then I caught myself watching it again. And then I watched it again. And then I kept watching it. And then I thought about it. And I watched video essays about it. And then I watched it again. And then I was like, this movie is awesome. This movie is amazing. It has some pretty cringe CGI near the end, but who cares? Honestly, doesn't matter at all. Okay, the train scene doesn't look good. Doesn't matter. What matters is the lines that are delivered afterwards. What matters is Michael B. Jordan's performance. What matters is Chadwick Boseman's performance, which, by the way, heavily understated, but not emotionless. He's stoic, but not without heart, not without soul. The scenes where he's talking to his father in the spirit realm are deeply emotional. Uh, They were absolutely giving it 100%. Amazing cast, amazing story. In terms of art direction, uh, not sure very much really competes with it. It has uh, uh, amazing art, costuming, uh, makeup. Uh, it's a work of art, guys. And uh, furthermore, it does another thing, uh, which is, say, a movie about a black superhero can be profitable. Yes. And that is uh that's kind of what pushes it that extra yard it also bring brings to light a lot of stuff that we we have a lot of bad ideas regarding what africa is yeah and the movie points this out the movie says here's what you think africa is it's the illusion the outside of wakanda Mm. and then they say well here's here's what it is or rather here's what it was mm. because some of the greatest uh empires of the world come out of africa mm. and uh advanced art and science uh and then colonization happens mm. and I, I realize this is the the probably the most political we've ever gotten on the show but it's it's hard to talk about black panther without bringing it up okay yeah and I know I just said with Captain Marvel, I don't really want to get my politics from a movie. I do if they do it right. Sure. Because <laughs> at, at no point does it feel producty or like the, a better word would be like pandering. Mm. Right. It feels like Ryan Coogler has a story he wants to tell. He has characters he wants to express and he does it. Yeah. And it's done in an art, an artful and, 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 uh, and tasteful way. Yeah. that I think um, gets away from from pandering and gets on to, uh, yeah, the expression of art. Mm. Also, it's like the ninth highest uh, earning Marvel movie to date. I mean, hell, that's not bad. Isn't it the only one that's been uh, nominated for an Oscar, like straight up for best picture? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't think any of them. I don't even think Endgame got nominated, which I, is insane, by the way, because Endgame is like a monumental achievement. 
Yeah, it and, really. But is. you know, critics will never you know give it the credit it deserves. But um, but they will for Black Panther because of the um because of the politics. But in this case, it's earned, right? Oh, sure. I would say okay. A lot of you probably rated this as fresh on Rotten Tomatoes before you even saw it, frankly. Mm. But it is mega fresh. It does it does deserve uh to be where it is. Yeah. For me, Black Panther S tier. Total agree. And that trailer for the new one. Uh, Holy cow. That. You weren't kidding. That trailer is better than all of uh, the movie uh, that is found in any of the movies in D tier. <laughs> mm-hmm. tra- I, I will watch that trailer more often than I will view those films. It's, it's, um, a, it's a really good trailer. It's again, it kind of brings that sobriety, that sincerity that Marvel needs to explore more and, and Black Panther is a good place to put it. Um, okay. Anything else to add about Black Panther? Nope. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's freaking terrific. Okay. I don't think there's anyone left in terms of like solo or team up movies aside from the Avengers. So that brings us to the Avengers. So, uh, let me get, let, let, let me preface. Well, I'm just going to come out with it because we're running out of time. Yeah. We're already at like two hours. Okay. Yep. Uh, the first Avengers is S tier. I oh, know that's totally. not popular to say. The Avengers was not supposed to work. It should have been a disaster. Avengers is amazing. It has a couple of boring parts, but does it change the landscape of cinema? Yes. Oh, man. The instant they made it, anyone else making superhero movies was like, we got to do one of those. We got to do a one of those. And yep. and Warner Brothers was went off half cocked about it. <laughs> yeah. And they ended up eating dirt and, and embarrassing themselves. And the best thing, by the way, that the DC Universe has ever done has been when Disney did a boo boo and fired James Gunn. Because of online trolling on Twitter. And then they hired him for Suicide Squad, which in my opinion is the best DC thing there is. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide. Small word. Big difference. Big difference. (laughs) We're talking about the really the bookends of of DC. But anyway, we're talking about Avengers. Uh, in a short and succinct amount of time, it is able to uh, do a lot of character expression, get us through a few arcs, introduce a lot of concepts, and actually wrap it up in a nice and tidy way. Why uh, Whedon can't do this with um, with Justice League is a little odd, but um, for me, Avengers really, really works, and it is absolutely S tier. Your thoughts? Um, I I mean. I I still remember the f- the feeling I had seeing seeing the first move seeing it the first time where like you know say say what you will for like you know wanting to go see see movies for like the deep character stuff or like the super deep writing or all the you know all this stuff part of me does love going to the movies for the spectacle of it and when the invasion of New York happens and you get that one massive unbroken cut just one sweeping shot that goes through the city and jumps from one hero to the next all like 
putting in the work <laughs> turned up to 11 like seeing that for the first time it, it's the kind of thing that just sends chills through your body like holy crap what am i watching by the way it's one of the most quotable movies um you have uh puny god yeah okay uh you've got not a great plan uh in the same scene you've got we have a hulk ah um <laughs> son you've got a condition <laughs> you've got a condition um you've got the best black widow move uh, moment ever when she out manipulates the god of mischief to oh, get information man. uh incredible oh god you've got i mean it's not uh, not mi- a millionaire playboy th- philanthropy genius whatever <laughs> yeah tony stark's famous resume uh um, yeah tony stark's resume I mean, th- this isn't exactly a quotable moment, but just the Hulk beating Loki out like a freaking dusty that's puny rug. God. Yes. Yeah. That. Oh, that's right. That's right. But I mean, that's the preceding yeah. moment. Right. Like, and and it and it's oh. like I will not be bullied by a big idiot or whatever, and just, just get scooped up without a word. <laughs> wham, just- wham! 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 <laughs> And then they recap it in Ragnarok where the in- where he does it to Thor. Yeah. Well, and Loki being in the stands, seeing Hulk come out and going, I, I need to get the like, hell out of that's here. That's how it feels. <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, but it's also like the last time that Hulk was ever scary yeah. uh, when he, when he transforms. Actually, he, he does have a moment in the second movie. You got to give him that too. Um, but after that, he's never scary again, which is really a shame. But uh, yeah, I love the first Avengers. I think it um, it's not a perfect movie. Um, the beginning's kind of boring, actually. But uh, man, it really comes together and it expresses character in a way that just really works incredibly well. Also, well, it kills off Agent Coulson, um, mm. which uh, which is the moment of bringing them all together and giving them something to avenge. Right. Uh, which makes the name kind of make sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it It just, it was the first movie to really ever successfully pull off anything like it. Like, just the fact that they, you know, had pulled all these heroes together from previous movies and you throw all these like mega star heroes into a single movie and have this huge mashup event. Like just the scale of it was, I mean, it seemed unprecedented. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's why it gets the S. Right. So I'm going to jump over to age of Ultron. Yep. Um, I, I won't spend too much time because we're already like way over. Sure. But age of Ultron, uh, got us. I like it actually. Uh, but it, I think it, belongs in c tier um i put it at the absolute top of c tier um Mm. i don't hate it by any means and i i could listen to james spader ultron just say words just like speak sentences uh but the movie doesn't do anything that's particularly revolutionary It, it it very much feels like par for the course yeah it is an entry it's like the opposite of shang chi in that like shang chi's like okay i guess i'm part of marvel whoops it's like like, look at how part of marvel i am 
Yeah. It, and, and standalone, this would make absolutely no sense at all. Right. Right. Like this is definitely kind of like the mo the, the mortar between the bricks. Right. And so uh, to that end, I, I, I just find it less impressive, but it, it, mm-hmm. it's still fun. Yeah. Um, I would almost put it in B tier for just fun factor. But, oh, sure. I mean, um, it, maybe it, I'm being too harsh. I don't know. It does. It does introduce some things into yeah. the into the MCU that have some major ramifications like Sokovia. Yeah, it goes into that. Um, it also brings up the impending conflict with Thanos. Um, and man, this is part of the hard part for me because both the first two Avengers movies, as well as Guardians of the Galaxy, set up a really terrifying Thanos who is like going to represent death mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that no other villain does, not even Hela. Right. And and look, I love uh, the, the, the Avengers 3 and 3.5 or 4, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And they... Um, they do a tremendous job. It's just not the same guy. Hmm. It's not the same guy. He's and, and he's not reminiscent of comic book Thanos hardly at all, hmm. which you know, might be for the best in some ways because comic book Thanos is a little ridiculous, hmm. um, you know, and without mentioning Thanos helicopter, right? <laughs> but real thing. Uh, <laughs> but that does bring us to the end of our list, which is. Infinity War and Endgame. You just treat them like one. To me, Might as I, well. I have I have to treat it like one. It's basically one story. Um, to me, it is uh, Avengers Endgame is the the pinnacle of Marvel achievement. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it, in 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 terms of just size and scope and what it accomplishes, Avengers Endgame uh, absolutely dominated uh, popular culture and. We still feel it and in a lot of ways today. I remember being in the theater during uh, both the end of the first movie as well as the second movie mm-hmm. and feeling the the reactions and emotions from the rest of the crowd. I remember how dead quiet it was at the end of uh, Infinity War. Oh, God, and I remember yeah. people losing their absolute minds at the key parts in Endgame. Oh, dude. When, when everybody started showing up, it was like just a sustained, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, like just one right after the next. Yeah. And, and that the end of, I mean, okay, let's get this out of the way. S tier all the way. I mean, top of S tier, in my opinion, as if there was any doubt, but, um, like the end of infinity war just like what a straight punch in the face kind of like whoa you know i i remember sitting in the theater after after seeing that the first time just not saying anything while the credits were rolling just kind of staring at the names going by going whoa okay yeah like yeah and the way they were playing them off it was a big deal. They swung for the fence. They called their shot and they nailed it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on your left. They don't oh. even have to say anything else. Yep. Okay. I still listen to that music from the portals scene mm. just by itself. And, you know, it takes me right back there. Oh, so cool. Uh, it was just, 
if you didn't see those movies in the theater when they came out, you missed out. Oh, it was. You absolutely missed a, a, a cultural uh, touchstone, you might even say. It, uh, it, it was a massive event. I mean. Yeah. Hollywood is going to try to to make an end game many times. Uh, heck, even Disney couldn't repeat it. They 100% tried to do Endgame Part 2 with uh, Rise of Skywalker. Mm. And it's it's cringe. Mm. Uh, that scene where they, they bring out everyone to to fly a, against the million Star Destroyers that came out of like nowhere. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is, I think that might be one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it's... Uh, they were trying to capture that moment. They can't do it because sometimes the stars align just so. Sometimes it is the buildup of everything that came before it, mm. the, the cultural context of the moment, the vision of the Russo brothers. I don't know. There's a lot of ingredients in this pie, but it is delicious. Oh, and yeah. uh, I think it absolutely be- belongs there. Okay. Whew. So quick, quick rundown. Here is, here is my list. From number one to last place, cool. best movie, most accomplished in the MCU is Endgame slash Infinity War. They go together, mm-hmm. followed by Iron Man, Black Panther, Avengers, A tier. Um, and they get for me these are in order. Mm. Okay, uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Captain America: The First Avenger, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Thor: Ragnarok, Gore, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two. Uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home, mm. uh, top of B tier, uh, Captain America, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Homecoming, mm. Thor, Love and Thunder, Thor, uh, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm. C tier from the top, Age of Ultron, uh, Avengers, uh, Spider-Man, Far From Home, Iron Man 2, uh, Shang-Chi, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Black Widow. Mm. And finally in D tier, starting from the top, Hulk, Iron Man 3, The Eternals, Thor, The Dark World, and Captain Marvel. <laughs> womp, womp. Womp, womp. Oh, so there it man. is. There it is. The definitive, scientifically proven, uh, indisputable. <laughs> indisputable. Oh, free of any bias, uh, perfectly measured, perfect oh tier list God. of Marvel movies. There, you know, superhero I'm movies exhausted. are freaking awesome. Um, they are awesome. You know, it's it's a it's an amazing time to be a nerd. Where it really like, is. You know, it, we're enjoying a gluttony of riches. Oh, it's just it, it's. An embarrassment. Uh, an embarrassment, you might an say. An embarrassment yes. of riches. Uh, it really is. But, you know. We have a lot to be thankful for. We've come a long way uh, since uh, the Sam Raimi movies uh, from uh, Michael Keaton, Batman movie with, um, uh, what was his name? The director. Uh, oh, my gosh. Nightmare Before Christmas guy. Burton. Tim Burton. Yep. Um, and uh, Halle Berry's Catwoman, you know. <laughs> cinematic masterpiece i mean i mean you know what kind of gets me nowadays the basketball scene you i think we've seen a lot of i know i have 
in a lot of like other media where they're talking about actors and their careers and stuff where now for a lot of actors, the career aspirations they have are like to land their big superhero movie where back in the day, I know like when, when we were little, you'd never have heard any, any big movie actors going, Oh man, you know, the day I land that big superhero movie, like it wasn't a thing, but now, you know, if you want if it's good enough for Robert Downey Jr. Oh, dude, like good enough for you. Just, I mean, just for box office aims alone, like, dude, you want to freaking Murray is going to be in a Marvel movie. (laughs) Okay. He, if anybody was going to turn their nose up at a Marvel movie, a superhero thing, it would have been Bill Murray. Uh, I always heard he was all right. Oh, yeah. But I mean, he can be, as I understand, he's a little bit hard to work with and he can uh, be a bit pretentious. Okay. Um, but he, uh, well, I don't, I don't know him, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what's he going to be in? Uh, I think it's Ant-Man 3 or, or maybe the next Avengers even. He would be in like, an Ant-Man movie. It, it, was, it was teased at uh, Comic-Con. We're not exactly sure who he's playing. I feel um, like he. I feel like I think he it was would, in the Ant Man trailer. I feel like he would gel with Paul Rudd. Oh yeah, they yeah, they seem so. like they would have a good time. You Could know? he be future Paul Rudd? Could he be old Ant Man? I think he in real life is future Paul Rudd. <laughs> I think he is under an alias. He was Paul Rudd uh, from the future. By the way, back. Bill Murray stars in my all-time favorite movie of all of everything, um, which is uh, 1984 uh, Ghostbusters. Who uh, I love that freaking movie, man. Oh, mo- uh, movies so, are fun. Movies are super fun. Movies are great. They inspire us as we try to write uh, our cockamamie plots. <laughs> uh, for our yeah. role-playing games, uh, we steal wantonly from them. And uh, and we enjoy it. And thank goodness uh, for these wonderful soundtracks. We can put right into Roll Twenty yeah. <laughs> to do our bidding. Oh man! Um, I definitely uh, expect to use Thor: Love and Thunder quite a quite a bit. Whew. So uh, that'll be that'll be a good time, guys. If you are still somehow with us, <laughs> we we extend our heartfelt gratitude and yes. uh, and also our heartfelt apologies. No, 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 uh, I make no apologies about my MCU tier list. It is definitive, definitive, Definitive. there. It it defines something. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Something, something. It DVD. It defines our own love for this. It does for this. Yeah. Um, take us home andrew get get us the heck out of here man everybody thank you for listening and hanging out with us and you know uh tolerating us taking a little break from our usual shtick to to talk about something else that that we really love you know like like adam said um the original idea for this podcast was basically for us to just talk about whatever nerdy crap uh is you know stoking our fires um, and it just so happens to typically be all about tabletop RPGs, but, uh, the MCU 
films have been, you know, a cultural phenomenon for the past, what, 12, 13 years or so now. Um, it really has. Yeah. And uh, they've they have not single handedly, but some amount of handedly uh, changed the face of like nerd culture and popular culture uh, as everybody knows it. And if you haven't seen them and for some reason are still listening to this episode, I don't know how that works, but for the love of God, go check them out. Um, you know, you might love them. You might think they're fine, but you'll probably at least have a good time um, and let them inspire you. And in the meantime, until next time, stay inspired. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.